0: If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to John 6.32, a blended life. I don't, I don't even know if we've got a blender at our house or not. Uh, you know, most kids, do we have a blender? We do have a blender, all right. But you know, most kitchens have a blender. So that's what I mean by a blended life. A life that's thoroughly blended, and I'll share more about that. As we go on. If you got your Bibles, John six thirty-two, we'll read through thirty-five. John six thirty-two through thirty-five. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses did not give you bread from heaven, but my father did. And now he offers you true bread from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, Give us this bread every day, and Jesus replied, I am. Everybody say, I am. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again, and whoever believes in me will never thirst again. Now, can you imagine that? Can you imagine if a a man, wherever there's a prophet or not a prophet, if a man told you that if you will eat and drink this right here, you'll never thirst again and you'll never be hungry again. Well, I don't want to eat a meal like that. I love to eat, don't you? We love to eat. Food is important to us. I mean, I know I'm not the only one here that that loves to eat. And not only do I like to eat, I like to eat a lot. Yesterday was bean days and I ate a lot. George, George, he sold a bunch of fish and and fries and stuff. And there are lots of people there. And we ate a lot. You You know, a lot of times we... Uh, the reason Jesus used uh, food as, a, as an example is because we can all relate to food. You know, a lot of times we, we eat too much and we're miserable, right? And a lot of times, you know, when a, a, a pregnant lady, you know, they'll, we'll say, well, you better eat up. You're eating for two now, you know, right? And then we eat and we eat and eat and then we're like, oh man, I wish I hadn't have ate so much. But you know what? In just a few hours, we're ready to go again, Right? I'll be ready to go here in just a little bit. And I've already ate. I'll be ready to go here in just a little bit. So it's it's interesting to think why why Jesus used uh, the the term food to explain what he was trying to convey. Now, now let's look at it just just for a moment. He says that he is the bread of life. And it's very important to understand that he was not meaning that he is the bread for your body. He was not meaning that if you will drink of him and eat of him, that, that you will never thirst again or hunger again in the natural. We love to eat in the natural, right? But you know, the scripture says, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, it says that we are spirit, soul, and body. So our body is just part of us. And actually, it's the part that's going to stay here even when we die. My grandson, we was talking about uh, about death and about how our body is here and our our spirit man goes on to be at the Lord. And and there was a locust on a maple tree, a locust shell. And I said, well, it's just like this right here. There's There's a shell there, but there's nothing in it. It weighed next to nothing. And see, that's the way we are. But see, if, if we're not careful, we focus. You know, we lift muscles. We talked about that last week. You, you young guys looking in the mirror, looking at them triceps and stuff. You know, when we exercise, we, well, some people exercise. I don't exercise. But, you know, we exercise and we do all of these things. But, but really, when you get right down to it, it's, <laughs> it's, I hate to tell you this, but it's all for naught. It'll help you a little bit. But it's not going to help you in the grand scheme of things. You know, and of course, we've all seen, uh, we've got a group getting ready to go to, uh, to India. Uh, I think, I don't know, there might be five going now from orchardville Church. Uh, uh, I'm not sure, three or five, something like that. But I think it's five now have committed to that. But anyway, you know, they have malnutrition over there. But of course, we don't have that here, but we have they have malnutritional there, you know, where most of us, we have a, enough, to, enough to eat. You know, they've also got even books on, on, on a, having a healthy, healthy nutrition for your mind. I don't know how that works, do you? But, you know, and, then, and even uh, an old commercial, you'll probably remember this, a, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, right? You remember that commercial? A mind is a terrible thing to waste. So, so it's important that we feed our bodies and we eat. That's important. It's important that we read and, re- and we, and we uh, keep our minds sharp and alert, right? That's important. But, you know, the Bible says that, that, that we are spirit, soul, and body. And a lot of times, uh, the one that gets put on the very, very, very back burner is our spirit man the inside of us, the part of you that's actually born again, the part where the Holy Ghost resides. So we're, you know, we're reading our mind and we're reading, we're, we're reading books and stuff to stimulate our mind and to, and to keep our mind sharp and we're eating and exercising for our bodies. But sometimes we have to, we need to just stop and think, well, what about the spirit man? You know, is the spirit man, is he active inside of me? Is he malnourished? You know, is he is he a 90-pound winkling and or you know, is, you know what 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 is our our spirit man? Well see that's what Jesus was talking about when he said that he is, he said, I am the bread of life. He was talking about that he is the bread for every area of your life. What he was talking about is that he would take your life. And he would make every area of it full and complete, right? That's why, that's why Jesus said that he is a healer, right? That's also why he tells us to renew our mind. Romans 12, 2, renew your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove the will of God. That which is good, acceptable, and perfect. And then it tell, the scriptures tells us to, to fellowship with God and spend time with God and to digest his word like it was a good meal. So see, in every area of our life, Jesus wants to be the bread or the energy for our lives. You know what? Whenever I, get, whenever I go about three hours without eating, my body starts to shut down. You know, have you seen that Snickers commercial? I was the reason they made that commercial, all right? That's me. And man, my, my belly gets to feeling good my, or bad, and my, my head kind of gets all fuzzy. But man, if I can eat a couple of granola bars and stuff, I'm ready, I'm ready to go again. But sometimes I just wonder, you know, that's, sometimes that's the way our minds are too. You know, when those four-letter words start coming out. You know, when we want to sleep all day long instead of going to, going to work, you know, our, our flesh goes nuts and our mind goes crazy. But sometimes I just wonder if, if our spirit man, the part that is supposed to raise us up and the part that we're supposed to fight demons with, the part we're supposed to change the world with. The part of us that transforms us to just ordinary people like I spoke here uh, a few weeks ago in Hebrews, the part of us that changes us from just being ordinary people in Hebrews to being people that will conquer the world, that will pass out stuff and invite people and do things above and beyond just because they're serving God. You know, a lot of times when somebody a- a- asks us to do something, we shouldn't have to have a good reason. Really, a, I'll tell you a great reason to, to respond to, a, to, to something is, well, just to serve the Lord, just to put the flesh under. because see, our flesh wants to rule. How many of you guys, how many of you guys like, would like to eat about half of a real good steak? No, me neither. I want that however bit of it. I want it all. And I'm not sharing sure with my wife either. Well, see, that's the way God is with us. He wants all of us. But see, our flesh wants to control us our flesh wants to walk around and walk through life with blinders on with blinders where it's just me and my three and no more right it's just blinders on because i mean you know i, I deserve that right i want to be happy right I, I mean my my you know i deserve that right no no you don't whenever we receive christ as our lord and savior we signed up for duty. <laughs> oh, I felt the same way when God told me that. I'm just like you guys. You got to be joking. I thought, I thought, you know, just believe in your heart and that's it, man. Let's go. No, God wants every bit. He wants it all. And really, I truly believe, I think the phrase is right. He, you know, Jesus or God either, he either wants it all or he don't want none. He wants one or the other. I think God is, I think he is the God of all. He took all of your sins. Not just that one year, you know, when you really messed up. Not just that year, but no, he took all, all of our sins. So, of course, we always like the stuff in the natural, you know, where, where it tingled our taste buds because, and one reason is because it's instant gratification. Isn't it? I mean, you the moment you're cutting that steak, you know that, oh my goodness, you know, or you know the other way too, right? You think this thing is dry as yesterday's bread and it's going to be bad. But when you get a good one, buddy, you don't have to wait till it hits your mouth before you know it's good, right? But in the natural, it's so instant gratification. Right then, you get that, and then it goes down your throat and your belly, and then you do it again. An instant gratification. You know, but I heard a man say one time that God doesn't settle up every Friday night. You ever heard that? You know, he don't. His blessings are true. They're yes and amen, but just don't wait around on Friday for him to settle the. You know now, Lord, I you know I taught Sunday school and I and I did this and I did that and I was nice to them and man, it's almost quitting time Friday. See that that's not the way God works. You know, see God's got he's got better things for us. He's got more important things for you than more than likely what you're looking for. You know that. The word says, the Bible says, God said. That he can do more than you can ask, imagine, or even think. So when we're waiting on payday, when we're waiting on God to settle up and things don't seem fair and stuff, just wait. Just remember, stay in faith. Because when, you're, when God does settle up with you, it'll be more than you've ever dreamed. It'll be more than you can ever imagine. You know that time, you, that time that you was nice to that person and, and you loaned a needy family 20, or gave them $20 or, or you bought a, a meal for uh, a family or anything like that? You remember when you did that? Well, God knows about that. And you know what? There's going to be a day he's going to settle up with you. Now, it might not be next week. It might, but it might not be next week, but It could. So the scriptures tells us, Jesus said, he said, I am the bread of life. Now think about that just for a moment. Without nutrition, our body shuts down, right? So what Jesus was saying that he is the motivation, he is the power, he is everything that we need for every area of our life. Every area. And you know, and a lot, a lot of times, uh, you know, we see people that, that feel hollow and empty inside. Why is that? Hey, I've been there. I, I've been, I, I'm I've there every once in a while. I feel hollow and empty inside. Well, see, that's when Jesus wants us to remember that he is the bread. He is the one that will come in and fill that spot up. He is the one, even when I get to doing stinking thinking, has anybody here ever doing any stinking thinking? Sometimes when we get to do that stinking thinking, a lot of times the reason is is because we're not reading the word. We're not we're not taking that bread into our mind and transforming our, our mind so we can walk in the things that God has for us. We're in a battle. Hey, I don't know, I don't know when you got saved. I hope nobody misinformed you, but th- this is not a luxury cruise liner. You are sitting in a battleship. You are are in a place that you're going to get arrows shot at you. You're going to get bullets thrown at you. And if that surprises you, why, why, why don't let it surprise you? Because the devil does not like you, and he don't like when you stand up and go do something. The devil does not like that. And he'll cause everything he can. He'll do everything in his power to get you to sit back down. Nope, oh, don't say that. Oh, don't go do that. Keep that money in your pocket. All them preachers are all alike. All they want's your money. <laughs> you ever heard that before? You ever said it before? <laughs> I, I'm probably guilty on that one before I got saved. Quick story. George, George's gonna come and help me a minute. Quick story. Before I got saved, oh my. I don't want to spend too much time there, that's for sure. But before I got saved, why, we had, a, we had a couple and they was having financial problems. And I said, Well, I can tell you, that don't take no rocket science to figure that out. They was giving 10% to the church. Yeah, them silly people. <laughs> Only did I later on find out that that's what restored them and brought them out of where they were. Right. Amen. We got three loaves here. How are we going to do this, George? We're going to start right here. Now, here's what we got. We got three loaves of bread. And if, and if you take, uh, well, it's really not bread yet. It's just dough. Is that right, George? Let's see. That's a dough. Okay, who wants, to be, who wants to be number one dough ball today? Anybody? Rick will. Hey, uh, hey just so you all know, he volunteered for that. I did not. Who wants, okay. We got a couple more. No, you don't have to come up here. He's always wanting up in front of everybody. <laughs> okay, so, so here we have, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and open up these other two. What we have, we've got three loaves, okay? Now, it's just dough, is all it is, all right? Has the yeast been added? It has not. The yeast has not been bad, added. So, all it is, is dough, all right? Now, this first one here, It it represents one of us, okay. If you're a born again child of God, you are going to be in one of these categories, all right. Thus saith the Lord, all right, all right. So this one here hadn't had no yeast. So is this the yeast here? This is the yeast. That's the yeast. So he is putting yeast on that, okay. Now I want you to notice that it's a dough of bread. It's dough. And he's putting yeast on that. Now, what happens when you put yeast on bread, ladies? It rises. rises. Are you sure? What happens when you put Jesus in a heart? Are you sure? No, you're not. All right. So, it's a dough. It's a life. We'll just put it that way. This is a life. The yeast represents the word of God, all right? Jesus was the word made flesh, right? The scripture says that Jesus is the word of God combined and wrapped flesh around him, right? All right. So George sprinkled yeast on top of that. So that is a human life. It could represent you. I hope it don't, but it could. And then so we got dough and we put yeast on top of it and we're going to leave it just like that. So there's a life and it's got the word sprinkled on top of it just like that, okay? Now let's go on here to the the next one. Now notice it's the same loaf, the same dough. And you know what we're going to use? We're going to use the same yeast, same amount of yeast. Go ahead and sprinkle it on there, George. All right, the word goes in. But now now this time he's going to take it and he's going to bend it over one time, okay? So if you have dough and you have yeast, what does the bread do? It rises. No, it don't, all right? All right. Now you have a, a third loaf, or you might say a third life, and you take the word of God. They've already received Christ. Christ is... a the manifestation of God's Word, they've already received Christ, but this time they take the, we take the same amount of yeast and we sprinkle it on there, but this time notice what he's doing. He's blending that in. He's blending that in. He's not just putting it on top and he's not just putting a little on top and then blending it, just bending it over one time. No, in this situation... He's working in that word of God in to that dough. All right? So, so now now this is this is this is this is real. This is a, I don't know, the 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 Lord gave me, gave me this, and and so here's a, here's the end results. Now look at this. This is that same life that just had a little bit of God's word sprinkled on it. Just a, just a little bit. They're saved. They're born again. They received the word made flesh, but that's as far as it went. They didn't let that word get inside of them and, and change them and convert them. All it, you would not believe well, how much this thing weighs. It's amazing. I don't know where all, all the weight goes, but, and this is like our life. I mean, okay, who wants a bite? This thing is wet and it's heavy, and it's nasty. Now, I just wonder, sometimes the world don't look at us and think, I don't know, they say they're a Christian, but I, I don't know if there's been any yeast, or I don't know if there's been any word added to that or not. Can you tell? I don't know. I don't know. So that's that one. This is the one that just had bit yeast sprinkled on top. All the same amount of yeast on each every one of them. Now, notice this one. This was done just like George just showed you. The yeast, the same amount of yeast, the same dough was sprinkled on there and it was folded over one time. Does that look like anybody's life here today? And this is heavy too. This is heavy. Who wants a bite of this? You know what? There would probably be, nobody would take a bite of this or nobody would want one of that. If you'd pass that around. Nobody wanted want any of your life. Why? Because it looks like that. Right? Just a little bit of word on top. It hasn't done nothing really on the inside. It really hasn't changed nothing. Well, what about this one here? You know, the word got, the, the yeast, the word got in there a little bit. I mean, I, I, I went to church on Sunday morning. I got an hour of word a week. <laughs> Can you believe I'm doing that? How stupid is that? I hope I didn't just, I hope I wasn't just reading somebody's mind there. (laughs) That would be bad. But see, that's what this was. Same dough, same yeast, same word, but it wasn't blended in. The word of God did not reach all the areas of our life. And once again, it's so heavy. But now when you take the loaf where the yeast is mixed in and the yeast touches every area of that dough. You take a life that is born again and you start putting the word of God inside and you, uh, and you allow that word to reach every area of your life, even the dark areas, the places you don't want nobody to see. Well, God already knows you're there, okay? Okay? So just go ahead and let him in and let him take care of him. and Let him run that stuff out of there. Now see, one thing I can tell you, this here is light. What the word does, it lightens us, doesn't it? It lightens our load. Can anybody attest to that? The word of God will lighten your load. Another thing. How many, how many people would want to eat this and be fed by one of these here? Not very many. Let me tell you, you pull this baby out of the oven and you put a glass of milk there by it and a big slab of butter and Chester would have that gone in about two minutes. (laughs) Uh, My my last point, Think, think with me just for a moment. If you'll take the word of God and you'll what the scripture says if you'll wash your mind and you'll wash yourself with the word of god not only now listen this is very important not only will it feed your family but there it'll there, you'll have enough to feed other people around you you'll be a blessing to so many people nothing's changed same dough same yeast what's changed that yeast, that word gets inside of each and every. That's what happens in Hebrews 11. Those people, they were so hung on to God's every word, and they followed Him right behind Him, and He led them to do great and powerful things. And that's what God wants to do with us. Now, let me tell you, I'm gonna share one more thing, and I'm, and I'm done. Praise, team, if you want to go ahead and come. <clears throat> now, I want you I want to tell you something. Last point, it's so important for you to have an, that open, personal relationship with God. And let me tell you why. If you don't, you're going you're to you're think that you're falling short probably your whole life. Now, let me tell you why. Because, see, God hasn't called you to be president of the United States, okay? Okay? He, maybe he hasn't called you to pastor church. Maybe he has. He might not have called you to teach Sunday school. Maybe he has. He might not have called you to sing, but maybe he has. The important thing is, is you know how you, know how you become this? Let me tell you how you become this. The way you become this is with God's word and then follow, finding out what God wants you to do. You know what's easy? tell you what he needs to do. He needs to, he needs to go there and do that and do this. No, no. No, you learn that from God. God tells you that. Unless the word tells us what to do, then we know, right? I can look over here and I'd say, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I don't know why they do that all the time. Well, God might be leading them to a, to a good place, to a right place where they can impact people's lives. God might be preparing them to go into a battlefield, whether it's India, or Florida, or Texas, or or the Lou, or Wayne City, or Flora, or Mount Vernon, or Fairfield. Preparation, preparation. Tell you what, I presume most of you here have been watching uh, the weather the last two months. Wednesday morning I turned on the news and the first thing I heard was peace is really close in the Middle East peace is obtainable you know the scripture says we don't know the the day or the hour but it says we'll know the season you know how many of you know it was 90 degrees out yesterday? But guess what season it is? Yeah. I don't, know how many, I don't know how much time we got left. But I'll give you a better question. A lot of times we wonder about, you know, how long will it be before the Lord comes back? I'll, let me give you a better question when you wonder that. Anytime you wonder how long will it be before the Lord comes back, Ask yourself this. I wonder how, how, much, how much time my unsaved friends have. I wonder how much time that old man, that old, old neighbor man, I wonder how much time he's got left. I wonder. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we worship you. We praise you for all that you do, Father. We thank you that you're the alpha, and the omega. You're the beginning and the end magnify you and we glorify you we give you all glory and honor and praise father i just pray father right now that the the spirit of boldness will come over this congregation like never before and in the next seven days i pray that everyone here will invite two people to a life-changing transformation time father we just thank you and we worship you in jesus name amen